0: Annie
1: we are Color Scheme,
0: the most dynamic mother and son pair, talking on topics like entrepreneurship,
1: personal development, being your personal best,
0: navigating corporate America,
1: you name it, we got you.
0: So join us, listen to these episodes,
1: we got something for everybody. This is the best podcast out.
0: If you listen to it, you will win.
1: Color Scheme, we are back.
0: Nate gave us a quick countdown, but it's okay. I'm ready to go. Ready. ready to go. We're ready. Year is the wrapping up.
1: Good.
0: Year is wrapping up. It's getting a little dimmer outside, but yeah. we're still shining.
1: We are. We try to help other shining. people
0: shine. How are we helping right. people shine into this new in this new year? What, yes, what's the word it's today? crazy
1: because you know we had we had a plan in March when COVID hit and businesses started shutting down. You know everybody was reacting to it. You know we had conversations about people going into hibernation and kind of disappearing and now coming back out. But really, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think initially everybody just wanted to get back to normal. And we were all just kind of waiting. Like, when is stuff just going to get back to how it was? Well, it might not ever. Who knows? We don't really know. But I think the point is you have to focus on what are your short-term plans. Not long-term. Not, you know, looking all the way ahead to and tw- one end of, the, of 2021. That's, that's,
0: that's one of the biggest problems. You know, a lot of people are... Like, all right, let me focus on the end of twenty twenty one. Right, 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 right. You know, they're creating their one to three year like, yep, yep, but yep, like, what am I gonna do
1: in a year? Yeah
0: but your short term goals
1: yeah, long term goals. It's almost like how um the administration focuses on the first hundred days. When you get in, when you start a new job, you do like a three month probation sometimes. So I think people need to focus on a ninety day plan. You know, I think you start with what do I wanna get done in three months? I think that's a safe good place to start instead of um you know planning out the next year to three years like you said what do i want to accomplish in the next three year i but, mean in the but, next three but months why,
0: why is that because I, I i thought that a lot of organizations and people when you're when you're planning
1: you yeah. do like
0: Three years or five Typically. years, and then you deduce, and you come back, and
1: that's right. Based
0: on that long-term goal, that's how you establish yeah. your well, short-term that's, goals. That's typical. So we're not in typical. You, so what do you so what do you, so you suggest?
1: I, so I think I think from an organizational perspective, you still do that. Okay. Strategic planning is is still extremely important. So the three to five year plan for organization, keep doing that, keep planning that based on the trends that you've seen, you know, for your business and for your company. So you still do that but you should also have your immediate short-term goals. So a lot of organizations, they, they don't typically do that. They don't say, what do I wanna do in the next three to six months or nine months? They don't do in small, they don't work in small increments like that. They stick to the strategic plan and they align goals against the, sh- the strategic plan. But I think from a consumer perspective, um, a user perspective, we really, us, the, the people that are trying to survive this pandemic really need to focus on our, 3 year plan but i mean our, i keep saying 3 year cuz i'm i'm thinking ahead but our 3 month plan and businesses need to do the same thing. You know, we're so used to focusing on the long term but we we know this this pandemic is not giving us a playbook. It's not giving us a rule book. Yeah. It's not telling us it's going to look like this. We we're, we're trying to we we're focused on all the experts, the medical experts you know, that are telling us what to do, you know, wear your mask, do this, limit your contact. So we're trying to follow the rules, but those are changing. Yeah. Some of those are changing week by week. Some of them are changing month by month. The numbers are going up, then they're going down. And now, you know, they skyrocketed, you know, beyond where they were in the, in the early months. So I think we need to focus on what we want to do in the next couple of months and stop, you know, uh, having these, these audacious goals that we're not sure if we're going to be able to accomplish because the environment is dictating otherwise.
0: In my mind, it comes down to not locking on and holding on to old habits or what you've built. It's, it's being able and being comfortable with diving into uncertainty yeah. to elevate. And so when I think about your, your idea of like this three-month, goal process it's like i'm gonna forget that you know i've i've built this made so this is more for like businesses right we are seeing companies deal with having to spend all their cash on hand to kind of yeah. stay afloat
1: mm-hmm.
0: and when they look at their books it's like do i tap into my savings and try to make it through <clears> and hope <throat> that my business will come back Do I shut down and then reestablish something? And When I think about the market and when I think about kind of what's going on overall, I think it makes sense for some businesses to pump the brakes, close down, acknowledge that I've built something amazing and prepare themselves for the next wave and to establish something new. And, And so from the perspective of businesses should think about the... One to three or three to five year plan versus people thinking about uh, one month, three month, six month plan. For me, it makes it makes sense for businesses to some of them to shut down, yeah, to save the money they have and be ready to reinvest that with the new things. Yeah, and I mean we'll we'll continue to talk about some of the the plans for the next administration, but you know, from a business perspective, I think that businesses should definitely look at all right, in the next three months, the next six months, should I shut down so that I can reestablish something new?
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, for some organizations that would make sense to do, there's some that may not have the flexibility to do that. And I think, you know, considering things like your remote workforce, your real estate costs, the things that we've been talking about that are some of those higher expenses, Rethinking that there's some businesses that have already decided to consolidate their operations, um, shut down certain locations, enable their workforce to be more productive by giving them by putting the cost and directing them to the tools and technologies that they need. I think a lot of businesses need to be focusing there because I think you know of course back in March and April businesses immediate their immediate reaction was. We have to enable people to work from home, but we we also have to keep our building and our operations going because this pandemic is going to end. We're going to have people back in office. Well, We know that's not it's not happening that way. So um, there's some companies that have made the decision to close operations or at least, uh, you know, pause operations in their physical locations through the end of the year. And some of them still have plans to go back in, in January. There are others that are like, you know what? We're gonna have this, this is an incremental basis, we're gonna check in and figure it out. But but either way, you have to have, like you said, the strategic approach. You still plan that way, but you really have to do bite-sized increments in how you how you provide services and if you're still gonna provide the same services. Now for people, for individuals, when when you think about some of those those goal setting activities and, and really thinking about what you wanna do in uh, the next three months, six months, nine months. Cause I like to think about it in three month increments. It could be small goals such as how do I develop myself professionally? What books do I read? What certifications do I get? What classes do I take? It's it's things like that, you know, for the person that you are and developing yourself uh, to be more marketable or to increase your marketability or to really just enhance your own professional skills. You might want to to do some goal setting that is more targeted to smaller increments to help you um, help you be more marketable because you might be thinking about what the next thing is for you. So don't sit on it and think about it. Actually start enhancing your skills now.
0: And there's a bunch of signs that people can can look at, you know, from the change in administration, from, you know, different industries that are beginning to to grow looking at different corporate earnings reports to see who's doing yeah. more doing more in sales, who's doing more in services, yeah. and begin to kind of tailor your skills and tailor the things you you invest your time in to ultimately be prepared for the the second half of the pandemic and the second half of everything that's going on. I would say that in terms of short term goals, it makes a lot of sense to invest your time invest more time than thinking about money with interest rates being so low with the stock market being all um you know fluctuating so high now is a good time I mean, yeah it's always it's never a bad time to get into the stock market because they say if you look to long-term goals your your stocks will grow but in terms of just investments investing your time and investing you know this idle time and this time that we have is probably the most important
1: yeah and i think you know uh, of course we know what the data shows us with how high unemployment is right now. And we know that it's, it's higher now than it was back in the recession times of like 2007, 2009. So we know that there are a lot of people losing their jobs. There, there's a lot of instability when it comes to employment. However, there are a number of industries that are still hiring, that are actually hiring more than they were before the pandemic. We know that there's a lot of growth in health cybersecurity, defense services, the government is still hiring, um, find the financial sector with respect to those organizations that provide cashless services. Um, so so I think it's important for people to pay attention to what is, what's growing right now because of the pandemic um, and, and what skills do you have that align themselves to those things? And if you don't, how can you get them if you're interested in yeah. moving to that market? Because, you know, there's a balance here, you know, as, as the unemployment rate goes higher and higher, there's still a number of organizations that are, you know, growing too um, and, and booming and thriving. And you really need to be paying attention to who they are and what industries they're in. So not specific companies, but the industry. And so I know we're gonna, you know, we wanna talk about the the change over the administration, but even before that occurs, health, health IT. Health services, big businesses, lots of jobs, lots of movement there, and it'll continue to be cybersecurity. Cybersecurity, like I mentioned a second ago, um, is continuing to, to grow, uh, not just because we always need people to help us to de- you know be defensive against our network attacks and that kind of thing, but every business is going to need cyber protections. Every industry. That's the beautiful thing about cybersecurity. Every single industry that exists today is going to need cybersecurity expertise. It's, it's
0: transient. <laughs> like, it doesn't change across industries. And to think about where our country is going, where the world is going, everyone is, is tech is becoming the biggest thing ever. It is. And in a couple of years, everything that we have, everything that we own, every service that's provided is going to be automated in yep. some type of way, which means that all of them are going to, Eventually, need some type of risk management yep. to protect yep. against yep. hacks and attacks. And you're
1: right; everything that we have that can, if you if you are paying attention to the trends, it, virtually anything can be automated. Yeah, you know. So if it can anything. be automated, someone needs to do that automation. Someone needs to enable it. Someone needs to help it help it go. So if you need IT people, you also need cyber people, they go hand in hand. Yep. So across industries, like that's going to continue to be a space where there's going to be increased growth and marketability for sure. So
0: it's funny because beginning this pandemic and prior to this pandemic, I did not, I, I've never been a big reader other than when I was younger, when you used, forced, to, make me, you used to make me read. Forced reading used to make for Daniel read. Wright all the time. <laughs> I did. Which made me end up hating reading. By the,
1: well, you know, wait, you wait. Know, which, which, know? Made,
0: which pushed me to hate reading. I don't
1: know that that's what happened.
0: In high school and college, I don't know that that's what Reading happens. books weren't my, weren't my thing.
1: I don't but know that that's what made you hate it. Go
0: all ahead. that to say, <laughs> all that to say, over the past few months during this pandemic, I've read a lot more. And our ability, you know, as humans to self-educate, like a lot of people are looking into certifications training programs and if they aren't they should yeah but you can also self educate now is the time to just dive into reading yeah. dive into good books and if you don't know about something read about it yeah and it doesn't you don't have to start with some fat cybersecurity book to Why? learn about
1: Why?
0: cybersecurity or health IT you can start by reading articles online
1: yeah you can get
0: you a small news uh, newspaper subscription or you can just read blanket articles put out. You can read people's blog posts that are experts in those industries. You can read peer review articles that yeah. some of the experts in these industries are putting out. And you can begin to just start a daily habit of maybe reading one article on a subject you wanna learn you know, on a daily basis and say, okay, going back to short-term goals, for these next 30 days, I'm gonna read one article a day on healthcare, yeah. on healthcare IT, on cybersecurity. Tech. What's going on in these industries? Where is it? Where is where is the industry going to? How are they innovating it? How can new people just trying to get into that industry tap into it and break in? And if you if you just literally commit to reading one article over thirty days, which is one month, that's thirty yeah. articles you've read. Now you have a good baseline of whether that's a good industry for you or not. The next thirty days you can commit to something new. The next thirty days you can commit to something new. Within three months. You can be, I don't want to say an expert, but you can be in this transitionary period where you know whether that's a good industry for you to tap into. You know how you can utilize the skills and professional experience you've already developed to make that transition. There's a bunch of things you can do by just committing to small incremental tasks or assignments for yourself. Yeah. You know, over a month period of time.
1: So, I want to give a recommendation. When you just talked about the people that don't want to read, that are not readers, that don't, you know, aren't interested in books, maybe they like online periodicals. Yeah, the videos, of course, but for some of the people that do, you know, at least like magazines and reading articles, they might not want to read a, you know, like you said, a a big handbook of some sort. I, I have really, I have three really good recommendations. Fast Company, absolutely love it, love the magazine. They post articles for free that you don't have to subscribe to. They'll give you a piece of it. Love it because it's cross-cutting. It talks about various industries and and where the growth is. Inc. Magazine does a very similar type of uh, creation of articles and content that really talks about being incorporated from a business perspective, what you're doing, what's happening, what's hot, what's growing. An entrepreneur magazine for the people that are thinking about starting businesses. They have all kinds of stuff in there that that could help you get started, and really to show what everybody else is doing. I love those magazines. Um, you know, I'm one I'm, I'm a reader, so I love to read. Oh, and for the moms, for the moms that had a kid that you you know were forcing to kind of read, because I totally was. I put books on Daniel. Most of moms are probably not forcing them to read. I, you know. I mean. I, I call it force, you know. I said you had to do it at this time. I'm saying time. a lot
0: of moms that probably aren't.
1: That probably aren't. That their kids might just like to read. But my point I want to make I'm is I'm talking
0: about the kids that don't like to read. The moms. But are my point
1: read. is, it comes back. What are you doing right now? You're reading all the time. I promise you, it's because of of the foundation. So you might have a kid that doesn't like doing something. Or I, know I just you, like. And I know you didn't like. Wait, and I know you didn't like reading <laughs> at the time. And, you know, I was pushing it because it was important for you. You always come back to something that you learn. So I'm just saying. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that you you know, you're not doing some of that on your own. But a lot of times, like the things that are important, you find your way back to it. It's the saying about uh, once you have a foundation, you know, kind of finding your way back home. That's what that, I think that does. So um, I want to encourage the parents out there that are struggling to, you know, get their kids to love reading. If you're doing it. And, you know, it's important for them to do it, help them along the way, too. So, the you know, for the, the homeschooling and all the remote um, learning that's going on right now, you know, make it interesting for your kids, too, you know, because we have to make it interesting for ourselves, which is what you've started doing by reading the various types of books that you like and are enjoying now. So, um, so for the people that... Don't like the novels, don't like the large handbooks, don't want the how-to guys. You have videos, you have online periodicals, you have magazines as, a, as an option. But, you know, one of the things that we'll see, you know, with the change of administration is not only, you know, the, what we just talked about, the industries that are hiring. When you pay attention to where the administration is going, that's also going to be, a you know, a lot of job creation that's going to happen, too, because the funding that'll be associated with certain things. So we talked about health and health being big now. When twenty twenty one hits and we have a change of administration, there's going to be a large you know, large emphasis on health, which is going to create even more jobs that we're seeing right now and uh, more positions and more opportunities because of the pandemic and trying to solve solve the pandemic and reduce you know the the challenges that we're having associated with it, so I know there's some others
0: yeah, I would say you know one of the things that we've talked about is you know college students and you know, college students wanting to not uh, or people pause. that I've known that are yeah. going to pause you know drop out of to, drop out of school mm-hmm. or you know defer you know we know a lot of people are beginning to to move and to, because of re- remote work they're like ah I can move. We got a lot of young people, millennials. I think more than ever before are starting to move back home with their parents, for better or for worse. When thinking about the pandemic, you know, we have talked about this often. A lot of people are, you know, focusing on ment- on their mental health. A lot of people are, you know, focusing on themselves, their self care, uh, because this year has been heavy. But when I really think about this year as a whole and investing your time into yourself now. A big part of that is preparing yourself for this next wave of new businesses, new jobs, and essentially this recession that we're about to hit, the, the, the upward turn of it. And when I think about the upward turn, I think back to the short-term goals and I think back to how you can invest yourself you know, to prepare yourself for what's going on. And that's through certification classes, that's by reading more. That's by, you know, being able to to move yourself laterally into other industries and how to do that. And right now is the time to invest yeah. in your self development. Your self development, out from a, from a personal standpoint, from a professional standpoint, and and from a goal standpoint.
1: Yeah, and I get it. We we've all needed to pause, reset, you know, just get it together. I mean, this 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 year has knocked us off our feet in, in so many different ways. And so I understand that um, everybody, you know, individually have had to kind of take inventory on where they are and what they want to do. Um, and we've heard, like you said, a lot of your, your friends, colleagues, different people you know have been like, I'm not doing school right now. I've had a number of students that have had to just kind of pause and, and, and stop, you know, stop school a semester and come back but i want to encourage people this is not the time to pause you know it's, it's okay to take a quick break but this is the time to actually resurface you know rise like the phoenix like really figure out you know what what do i want to do to enhance my overall uh state of being professionally mentally socially uh physically this is the time to do do all of that to to, to refocus your attention on what you want to do and what you want to be so for the students you know that have have or are thinking about taking a break, I can't speak to the ones that have actually done it, but if you're thinking about taking a break, I encourage you to push through and, and, and think about the, the benefit in, in the long run. When you started school, you started for a reason. You had a goal in mind. Maybe that goal has shifted a bit because the, the world has shifted quite a lot. But this is the time to enhance yourself you know, even more. Think about those certifications that align to the industry that you want to be in. Um, think about those trainings, free trainings, and I'm I'm talking about the stuff that doesn't cost a lot of money because a lot of the things out there do cost, but let's look at the free opportunities right now. Let's look at the free trainings, the free learnings. Um, let's look at what's available to you as options through your school. You have academic advisors, counselors, all kinds of smart people that are in the positions that they're in, and they're waiting to hear from you on what you want to do with your career now or what you want to do with your schooling now. Get some advice. Get some mentoring, get some coaching, get some help, um, but don't quit. Like, I don't I would encourage anybody to, to keep going. When I was having a conversation with my niece recently, who is uh, a rising junior at uh, Trinity University in, in D.C. And she felt the same way. And I've heard this from several students. that They're just like, I, I'm, this is a lot. I don't want to do this anymore. I need a break. And and I, my response to her is the world is a lot. It's going to continue to be a lot. There's always going to be a challenge and you have to practice mental toughness. And what I told her is I'm not telling you to do it on your own. I'm telling you get some help to do it. You have me, you have your mother, you have school resources, you have people. Get some help to do it. And the, I'm the, not telling anybody just you know the deal worst with part it. about
0: the worst part about throwing in a towel now is that there's some people that are going to that are narrowing narrowing in and pushing forward yeah. through these tough times. The ones that are throwing in the towel, like they need a break, they need a pause. It's like you end up going backwards and forwards at the same time. It's like
1: Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. yeah, yeah.
0: Some people are going to start shooting like light, light years past you. Yeah, you some people are going to stay stagnant, and you got some people that are going to naturally then fall you're going to have to
1: deal with the fact that you're behind. Yeah,
0: and that's going and that's how also much harder well. is that going
1: to be for you? Yeah. Now exactly. you're behind and trying to catch up. So that was my talk. That was my my you know advice to her. You keep pushing. You keep going, but. Recognizing it's gonna be hard, it's gonna feel bad, it's gonna to be tough, but get the help along the way. But don't stop. Keep moving. Keep going. And I'm like, you're almost there. You're almost done.
0: And also, when when you are investing in yourself and you're developing these new skills and you're developing um, your new your new your new talents and you're learning more and you're you know getting these certifications, help yourself by raising your credentials by putting it out yeah. there. And there's a multiple there's a multitude of ways you can do that right if you're if you're doing a bunch of free courses and free certifi- and free certifications online or you're training yourself in different things and you're becoming knowledgeable in those subjects learn how to put that information into your resume yep you know you can have a core competency <clears throat> section in your resume where you list out the things you're knowledgeable of you can have skills. You know components to your resume where you can continue to list new skills that you're learning new softwares and systems that are out there you can add those things to your resume on linkedin you can put you know what what your skill what you're skilled in you can send messages to people and ask them to endorse those skills and ultimately heighten and lift your credibility and your credentials by doing your own work towards
1: it yeah i I had a student that um, wanted me to review their resume and i did And one of the things that he learned that was separate and apart from school, separate and apart from a job, is he learned how to build a a number of applications. And um, he he asked me, how do I articulate that? I'm like, oh, my gosh, you did that on your own. It was all self-learning, self-taught, read some books. Saw some videos, took some courses, and that's something that he could highlight on his resume. Doesn't matter that he didn't get that experience from work or school, but he learned how to build an application. He was able to articulate what it was, what it did, how he built it, what programming language, etc., and you know, that's the kind of stuff that makes you even more credible and even more marketable. And that's one of the things that, you know, when I when I talk to young people, especially, that are, you know, in this crossroads or in college and trying to figure out what they want to do, um, you know, I'm always telling them, you know, it, there's so many different things that you know how to do and that you've learned. You have to figure out how to convey those. And it's a great point that you mentioned about getting endorsed on LinkedIn. And using networking as a way to support your career, you know, you but you sometimes need to talk through that with people to help you understand how to do it. Don't sit on all these great skills that you have and and just you know uh, keep them out of your resume and, and 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 not express how you know how creative you've been and how innovative you've been. You have an opportunity to do that on your resume in other in other ways and communicating with people. So um, well,
0: one fundamental component. To networking, that a lot of people fail to acknowledge is networking isn't just building uh, a community of people around you that can, you know, provide you with opportunities and support your career goals. Developing a network is also learning how to leverage that network, yeah, and understanding that every single person you talk to isn't all of a sudden a, a business, a business, um, a business lead for you or right. a career lead, but what it can be. And what you have to learn to, to to leverage in building that community is how you can tap people for their knowledge and their expertise in a variety of different yeah. areas and a variety of different careers. And even if it isn't, even if it's something basic like how do I reconstruct my resume? I mean, there's thousands of ways you can construct your resume because there's millions of resumes out there because right. there's millions of people with jobs and. You know you, you can get caught in this tunnel of looking up templates and doing the same cookie cutter ways but those aren't the things that right. help you pop over the past few weeks you know I've talked to a number of different mentees of mine that are trying to shift careers or get new jobs and I'm like look if your resume isn't popping it's probably getting thrown out yeah because
1: they're not even looking at it
0: Hundreds of applications are coming in for these jobs especially with the, the small, job market and if your resume doesn't pop off initial eyes probably getting thrown out and so how can you do that yeah how can you reframe your uh, reconstruct your resume to highlight key skills to highlight new things you're you're doing and then also to the last point you made how do you tell your story in a way that is most compelling and most effective yep and a big part of storytelling is knowing which stories to tell yeah and it's funny because you know, I, I haven't applied for a job since college, Because <laughs> right? I've been an entrepreneur all this right. time. And so, one of you know my mentees was talking to me, and she had a, a cover letter. She's like, "I need you to be my cover letter." And I was like, "People still do cover letters? I, I forgot." But <laughs> people do. do do cover letters. Yeah. And one of the things about a cover letter that I've continuously told people is, stop with the cookie cutter. I did this. I did this job, and then this job. I learned this, and I've built these skills. Tell a story in your cover letter. Talk about how you've overcome adversity. Talk about why you're passionate about the position that you want to to apply for and be in now. Yeah. And in that, there's nothing stopping you in your cover letter from saying, "Hey, over the past three months, the pandemic has wrecked our economy, has wrecked our mental health, has put a lot of people down." A part of my journey throughout the pandemic is investing in these skills which all are very applicable to this job which are very applicable to my passion that is the same thing that i will bring to your company right and to this position and so right. what i want you to to hire me for and so really investing time into also learning how to tell compelling stories is is so fundamental during this time because if you can't articulate your story, if you can't articulate what you're doing, if you can't articulate the the skills that you're building and and your why behind those things, then you're failing. You're failing yeah. yourself, and it's like it's like investing. It's like invest investing negatively in yeah. your time. Yeah.
1: So one recommendation I have for people that are um, the, those same groups of people that you're talking to, that I'm talking to that don't feel like they're getting hired or they're trying to figure out, you know, why isn't anyone calling me back on my resume or my cover letter? And is it good enough? And that sort of thing, do it over. So one thing I find to be extremely helpful is to start from scratch. Why do we feel like we have to or should reuse our resume over and over and over again and reuse that cover letter and change the organization we're sending it to and tweak a couple of words and send. stop doing that stop it everybody right now stop doing that don't do it anymore throw your resumes away okay don't throw them away put them someplace where you can take some information from them but stop doing that those that's old school that's old you know nobody's doing that anymore um i was just telling someone doing it but they're not reading those anymore
0: i was just telling someone the other day you can have multiple re- resumes. Yeah, make a yep. different resume for thing, different positions. And the thing positions. is, if you don't
1: feel like you need that, you should be taking the time to do that. Then why should someone be taking the time to review it and hire you? Okay. So a lot of people don't do it because they're being lazy. They don't want to take the time to do it, or they don't feel like it's necessary. It's absolutely necessary if you want to get that job. If you're really interested in getting hired, especially for a particular job that you really want then put in the time to redo that cover letter, put in the time to redo that resume. I remember um, when I applied for a job, when, when I was um, starting, when I applied for a job to become an SES, one of the things that they asked- It's a SES. Um, uh, senior executive, uh, in, to be in the senior executive service. So in the government. So when I wanted to to become a member of the Senior Executive Service, I had to apply to, and I applied to to start into this program.
0: I think you were what one of the youngest SESs ever in was- like federal government history. <laughs> thirty nine. You got your say, SES.
1: I wouldn't say the youngest ever. Did you, did you go, did you go was, into the program at like thirty seven?
0: Got it yeah, by thirty nine. Yeah, I 39? think I started
1: the program at 36, 37. And um, so when I applied, um, one of the things that the application called for was a specific type of resume. So they wanted a resume that had certain core qualifications. So they're like, put this stuff in there. Not by word, we need to see examples of these competencies. And I was like, oh shit, I got to redo this whole resume. Like I had this resume that I thought was solid, that I thought was going to be perfect, that I had you know, done and tweaked for this program. And I remember staying up all night going, how am I going to – I don't even – I've said everything I want to say. Not only did they say, have these particular competencies covered, but it, it can't be more than three pages. And, you know, if someone – if you've had, like, almost a 20-year career, it's hard to kind of put everything that you want in a page or two. You want to tell them, you know, all this all this great stuff. Anyway, so after, you know, looking at it, you know, a few minutes and going back and forth about how I wanted to approach it, I scrapped it. I scrapped it. I was like, I'm going to do it It was the best resume I've ever done. That resume was so solid. By scrapping it. I scrapped it. And I started, I I kept it to the side where I could see, what did I say in here that was good? Okay, I might pull some elements. But, you know, they didn't give me a lot of guidance. They just said it needs to, these things need to pop. I need to be able to see this stuff or we're not even going to look at it. I mean, they pretty much very plainly said it's not going to make phase one. So I was like, no, this resume has to make it. There is, there <laughs> so, is a
0: beauty, and I would say one of the things that I've learned this year, there is a beauty in starting fresh. Yeah. And and letting go to to old things. And and to old old things that you think that you thought or think are amazing or were amazing. Yeah. There's a beauty in the unknown. There's a beauty in starting fresh because yeah. in that uncertainty. You find clarity, and
1: you don't know what you're gonna be, what you're yeah, gonna produce. Exactly. The beauty in what you're gonna produce.
0: And I would say, you know, before leaving, good, I was so stuck on this this legacy that I felt like I built. Yep. I, I was stuck on what I've created over the four years, and you know how it's how I can't leave it because you know this
1: that, and the other because mm-hmm. it's a it's a
0: part of who I am and. Yep. And then finally, I got to a place after really reflecting this year, and I was like, it's okay. You know, I spoke to someone, again, tapping into your network, I spoke to someone that actually was a funder of ours, and she said, you can look back at your four years at good and be proud of it. Like, you've done something remarkable. You've helped thousands of people. You created this out out of thin air from college, and it's not something that you need to hold on to to feel proud of it. Exactly. You can feel proud of it and start completely fresh and completely yeah. clean and do better yeah. and do something that's more impactful. And when I think about a lot of people back to the to the point of, of you holding on to your to the resume yeah. and us holding on to things that we've built and you know trying to produce an article or a blog post or you know new content online we look at the old things that we've done and we want to replicate that and we want to do that and we want to do that same type of thing when a lot of times it takes starting fresh, starting new, not looking at any examples and just going for it. And that's when we create our most beautiful pieces yeah. of, of work, you know, regardless of whether that's written mediums, yeah. content, uh, you know, things in our professional experience, it doesn't matter. But yeah. starting fresh can help you. And looking towards 2021 and the upcoming weeks, now is the time to be okay with
1: letting go. Yep
0: to be okay with letting go.
1: Yep. One of the things I like to do, and this is, this is me, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it to other people to use if you like, but I, you know, I love whiteboarding. You know, I whiteboard things. If you don't have an actual whiteboard, you know, writing things down. So for instance, with the resume example, when you, if, if there's a particular job that you're interested in and you read that job description and you read what it is that they want, and you, you said telling a story. So think about what do you want them to know? So forget your resume for a second just look at it and 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 tell yourself what what is it that i want them to know write those things down what impact do I want to discuss as part of my my storytelling? Write those things down. So I when I say whiteboarding, I have, you know, I'll put sheets of paper and even if I don't have a whiteboard, I'll tape them to the wall. I'll put stickies on the wall just so I can visually see it. And I'll stand there and I'll I'll put together a puzzle and put together a story, piece together a puzzle and put together a story of what it is that, that I want to do. I do that kind of brainstorming when it comes to um, creating information for my classes, when it comes to giving a presentation. When it comes to applying for a job or thinking through a new business idea, but finding different ways to put that energy out on paper, you know, verbally, however, however it is that it works for you. But I, I, I encourage people to find your creative space. It's not just about looking at that resume and like I said, tweaking a few words and this kind of this and that. Really think through what, you know, start from scratch. What do I want people to know? The same is true when it comes to your business ideas. So we've been talking a lot about COVID-19 and, and what's happening in the end of year, moving into 2021. You know, with the economy being in the shape that it's in, we're really going to need to think about additional ways of making money. And and not just because of the pandemic, for your, for your own uh personal sustainable economic and financial sustainability you know it's fine to to have a job or have an income that pays your bills and sustain you but you know what do is that going to be good enough you know in the next coming months the next coming year the next coming you know couple years we talked about strategic planning that's part of your own internal strategic planning you know with the shift in in how life is just kind of turning its own you know life is kind of like turned on its own head you know and we are impacted by it so what what do you want to what do you want to do for yourself financially what skills do you have right now that could turn into a business we've talked about that a lot on other um, episodes but that's the kind of thing that you whiteboard that you put down on pieces of paper you know other ways to make money and to uh, create a, a a better, more uh, thriving and booming economic environment for yourself.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: because the world is not gonna do it for you. The world will dictate where the economy will go. Mm-hmm. How do you benefit from that? How do you capitalize off of that?
0: It's funny it's funny you say that because I'm teaching this workshop at Georgetown at Georgetown Business School for uh, both students and alum, you didn't alumni. What
1: in the world? Some some some
0: I'm teaching this I'm teaching this workshop, you know, for Alumni and for students that are in this mentee mentor relationship. How many people? I don't know. know Maybe like 20.
1: Okay.
0: But regardless, teach this workshop and it's on the fundamentals to success. Okay. And I outline that in in five different ways.
1: All right. Right. Let's
0: hear it. (laughs) One is passion, (laughs) hard work, grit, consistency, and community. Okay. And through those five dynamics, and through those five components i should say you're able to either be and go into a new business or entrepreneur or you develop your entrepreneurial mindset to thrive in wherever market you're in or whatever you're doing or whatever your plans are right and and it's very simple to me passion like you find what it is you really care about and it can be anything right um, and when we think about developing our professional skills if you can find your passion in the industry that you have, uh, or in the industry that you're in, if you can find your passion in, you know, habits you have or content you want to put out, then you'll never feel tired of doing it. Yeah. Right?
1: Agreed. Agreed. Hard work. Agreed. People
0: often say, you know, hard work, you got to work hard. Yeah, you should work hard, but you just, being a, a part of hard work is knowing Smart work and knowing how right. to and knowing how Hard to Hard work. work
1: doesn't mean killing yourself. It does not. Or it doesn't always it does even translate to long days and long nights.
0: It does not, right? And then grit. Grit is your ability to fail over and over again and get back up.
1: Yeah, resiliency. Right? Gotta be
0: resilient, mm-hmm. gotta be resilient. And then consistency. And that goes, that ties back into passion and all these other things. If you are consistently waking up at the same time every day, you're consistently chipping at that new Skill that you want to develop, or chipping at that new piece of knowledge that you want to learn, or that new industry you want to learn at, even if it goes back to one article a day for thirty days straight, yeah. you got to chip at it. Yep. <laughs> Going back to our yep. example of the little engine that could, yep. right? And then, lastly, community. How do you build a community of people that will help you accomplish that goal? Yeah. Whether it's your customer, whether it's you know your your network that can help you and advise you and be your truth tellers. Those are the five fundamentals to success.
1: I like it. And
0: those are the five fundamentals to success with being an entrepreneur or thinking about how you can navigate, you know, this pivot or adapting to, you know, what we have in store in 2021. I mean, we know that everyone's adapting. And yeah. one key, key component is us seeing over the weeks leading up to Thanksgiving, how businesses, On Black Friday, you know, have pushed their Black Friday sales up. We barely get Thanksgiving anymore because it's all Christmas. We got Christmas in November.
1: I mean, I think Black Friday started at Halloween.
0: Right? Exactly. (laughs) And that's a pivot that businesses are making, you know, despite where the
1: economy is. It's true. It's true. So, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, we we, we joked about it before we started shooting this episode, but I think we started seeing Black Friday sales maybe early October. And it's interesting that, you know, like you said, Christmas is being pushed too. So even though there's unemployment, even though there's economic instability, all these things are happening. But, you know, in the retail place, marketplace, and you know, in in e commerce, they haven't
0: stopped.
1: Yeah, no. They they said, okay, you know, our sales might have hit you know a, a little bit of a decline, but you know, we're not gonna let that impact us too much. Christmas happens today, right, <laughs> so right. here's all the Christmas. These sales. industries
0: are literally dictating <laughs> they, what what the season when the season starts and stops.
1: Seriously. So I, I saw. It's funny. I saw. Um, I saw an ad the other day where um, it, it was. It was a commercial, and, and um, there it was a, a little girl in the commercial talking about what she wants to get her dad for for christmas and they were like the family's like christmas they're just like yeah like we're doing the tree we're doing everything thanksgiving hadn't even hit and they're already pushing you know a lot of people do like christmas trees and all that kind of stuff after thanksgiving i mean beginning of november people are looking for trees and looking for items for the tree and all this you know christmas stuff is happening and it's just interesting that you know it just tells you a number of things they have clearly figured out how to pivot and shift in a way that's causing people to move their attention to Christmas early and Black Friday early and all this kind of stuff. They're like, people are not going to be out here standing in lines and stores and all that kind of stuff. So they're making it so they're bringing all that stuff to your home. Yeah. So the pivot is, we've moved from uh, physical sales and that kind of thing. We know there's the stores and all that kind of stuff is open, but they have to, they've had to modify how many people are in the stores at a given time. Yeah. So... They don't have to do that when it comes to online sales. They don't have to do that when it comes nope. to e-commerce. You know, Put it in a, your face, right? You can you shop whenever face. you want, twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. So they are capitalizing off of that. And so, if you're paying attention, that is how you need to think about your own lives. Yeah. You know, think about we we've, we've talked about running your life like a business before, but that is what you do. The businesses are they get they get together, they have their boardroom conversations, they say we need to do something different this year you do the same thing for yourself. What do you want to do differently this year? How do you want to make this year? 2020 is still here, still we're still in 2020. How do you want to make this, this year different for you? We had a major, major setback with the pandemic, but we have an opportunity to figure out our next set of goals and go yeah. from there.
0: And in that same context, businesses do a lot of forecasting and projecting, and they look at where the shifts are in our economy and in our yeah. society to think forward about how they're going to do consumer sales and how you know the economy is going to adjust to certain policies so that they can still hit their numbers and, and thrive and people need to do the same. you know we've talked about this before, but now that you know uh, Joe Biden has won the presidency, yeah one thing to look at is his his plan is on his website.
1: It's there. His tax plan, his plan too. for
0: businesses, yep. and it's very, it's very, it's very simple. Think about your life, your career, the skills you want to build, the certifications you can get, your passions, and how they align with the industries and the things that he's going to put money into, and right. and to the and the policies that are going to change and shift the way our economy is looking. We know that Joe Biden is going to invest in healthcare, like you said, right? right? Healthcare's right. gonna be a big thing for him.
1: Yep.
0: Infrastructure, yep. construction, auto,
1: mm-hmm.
0: 5G, yep. right? Like we wanna become one of the primary um, countries in the 5G network yeah. and, and wireless and broadband, right? Clean energy. He's gonna get back in sustainab- into sustainability and push our um, country into awards, yep. get, him, get him back to a place where you know, we're, we're lowering our emissions. So, how can your skills, your passions, the things you want to do translate under those buckets?
1: Right. And I want to go back to what we said a few minutes ago about IT and cybersecurity. Every industry that you mentioned, that you just mentioned, they're going to have a thriving need, um, an urgent need for IT and cybersecurity experts. I think, I, think to, to, to I think that I'm should be. I think that should be your article this week. I think that should be your article. That should be
0: your LinkedIn. We keep talking about it. how we need to LinkedIn elevate ourselves. LinkedIn
1: articles are coming. <laughs>
0: we keep talking about how you know our viewers need to elevate themselves yeah. and yeah. build different platforms and build their content. Well, showtime. Look, look,
1: I, look, I we, got it. I got, we got it. I'm we on in it. this podcast. I'm on it. I'm we on need it. you
0: to double down on your content by writing yes. some stuff.
1: Look for content. Bringing up cyber. On the color scheme, biz, LinkedIn page. Coming keep bringing soon. Bringing up cyber. Cyber, <laughs> cyber, cyber. 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 What's up? It's coming soon. It's coming soon. Let
0: the people know.
1: It's coming soon. Oh, by the way, for people that are interested in the government, a point of information on the government piece is um, you just talked about uh, Joe Biden's plans um, with respect to tax cuts. That means. So one of the things that, you know, I worked at the IRS, I worked at the Department of Treasury. It's it's interesting. People don't realize that whenever we have not just a change of administration, but whenever we have changes in uh, tax cuts, tax, tax related programs, those generate changes to systems. They need people that run those systems. They need people that can create those systems, enhance those systems, secure those systems. They being the government. Not just the government, but private industry and private sector that supports any kind of financial-based or tax administration-based systems or programs. So there's also going to be hiring around that. So and this is for, like I said, the government people, people that are interested in the government and people that are interested in, in private industry that has anything to do with, like, like I said, payment systems, financial services, and tax-related uh, payment systems and services, um, be on the lookout for that. But a point um, that I want to make sure people know is that if you are thinking about a government job right now, if you've applied or you're interested in applying, don't fret, you know, apply, but the waiting period might be a bit extended because when there's a change of administration, sometimes, you know, there will be a hold on some of those jobs. Sometimes they'll be canceled. Sometimes they'll go away. But for the ones that are actually in the queue that that have funding and approval and, and authorization, Um, you know, moving into 2021, they might be paused. So your application may be out there and you may be waiting for a period of time until the administration actually happens. So I want to make sure people have that awareness that are really, you know, that are waiting to, to hear back on jobs in the government. You might not yet, you know, because those jobs are tied to the current administration. So they may go away. They may be paused or they may just be held. But be paying attention to January. If you're interested in working for the government, there will likely be a plethora of job openings around uh, end of January, February. So I'm yep. not saying don't apply now, but just be paying attention to that because that's, that's, that's how it works.
0: And one of the things about changing uh, in, uh, administration... Is that also impacts private industries, right?
1: Yeah, it does. So it, it affects, does. It affects
0: private industries' ability yep. to get contracts, the contracts they have. Yep. And they're hiring as well. It
1: does. It does. And even those contracts that are that have been um, that are have been won, and they're waiting, you know, to to receive funding. Those, those will likely get paused, too. Sometimes yeah. they can't work, and they, they're waiting until January, February to even be able to work some of those. So,
0: But that's why one of the, the, the biggest things is preparation. Yeah. Because even though there's going to be a freeze in jobs and hiring across industries uh, because of the change in administration... It makes so much sense to prepare yourself yes. for the We're giving the you the tips.
1: We're giving you the tips right now. By working on your resume. Yeah, we're contacting giving people,
0: getting them to revise your, yep. your stuff. Look we're giving at all
1: it. we're giving you all the tips. Like everything. Skills. You're getting it right now. <laughs> like you're getting it.
0: This is this is this is what this is this is this yeah. like a playbook. Yeah,
1: seriously. You know when
0: Obama you know when Obama President Obama said that him and Joe Biden left a playbook for pandemic response. They did. Trump? This is our playbook. This
1: is our playbook. How to playbook. succeed
0: in yep. the coming months. Look, yeah. Read it, check it out. It ain't it ain't long.
1: Yeah. Maybe yep. we
0: should. We we need to take notes, team. We need to create some written content. Seriously, like right, these are these are gems. So we can read them quick, or we can start creating how to videos. Let's do some how to videos. Yeah, that that
1: would be awesome. That would be how awesome.
0: How to prepare for 2021.
1: Seriously, because right your, now we're talking about surviving the current pandemic, here's and survival your
0: pandemic, survival kit. Seriously, we can sell these things on packages. So wow. I was looking. Early, you know how OnlyFans, you, you familiar with OnlyFans? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, OnlyFans up to this point has been like, oh, you know, people selling yeah. services. Right.
1: Yeah. Posting,
0: <laughs> no, no, look, look, posting, posting pictures and new videos and, yeah. you know, it's just like this new video. I, I, I'm going
1: to say, I'll know, say racy content. Yeah, little, racy little content racy. site. Uh-huh. But
0: what we're seeing is people are beginning to Take that OnlyFans marketplace and turning into a marketplace of content production and services. Yeah. it's like masterclass, but for people that aren't yeah, which known is really cool. or experts. Because right in now, I mean, industries. for the most
1: part, people use YouTube for that. you yeah. know, but there is a need for something else.
0: And well, because you also get uh-huh. to charge people uh-huh. monthly amount yeah. so that they can
1: you know, view your it's content. Brilliant.
0: And so again, thinking about what's next. If you're learning something, finding a way to put it onto something like an OnlyFans or a Patreon to sell to people is super impactful. Especially if you're in one of these positions that are going to hire. Here's how you prepare to become a cyber expert in the government. Seriously. One, two,
1: three, four. Really? I mean, we talked. uh, You know, we were talking about reading, and you know, (coughs) excuse me, how parents are working and managing remote school and that sort of thing. Need a drop of water how the parents are managing all that. I mean, there's some parents that are, like, they're really excelling at this this uh, remote schooling kind of situation, and some of them, it just, it's been trial and error. How about some, I mean, they could do how-to videos on that. Like, these parents, there are some parents that are really, really having a, oh, just a, an extremely difficult time. How
0: to discipline your child, or how yeah. to create the How to uh, have work-life balance, yeah. you know,
1: with remote uh, working and remote learning. Like, I mean you know it's a balancing act and it's a juggling act. So the point is whatever you might be great at something mm-hmm. and you have not used that to mark, you know, to market yourself, but now you can. And there are different platforms that you can do it. So why not showcase what you know yeah. and find a way to get paid for it? You know, that's there's the plus, you know, too. And and if you can't, you know, maybe you start out doing it for free and don't, you know, uh, charge for it to in order to leverage your ability to charge for it later so
0: yeah i mean in my mind it really comes down to having foresight yeah in relation to what what it is you're looking to accomplish in the short term and then also in the long term because we know we know what's coming it's no it's not rocket science we know it has been happening all year yeah we know what's needed to fix some of these things so, yeah. how can you prepare yourself? Like, it's, it's in front of you. Right. It's literally in front of you.
1: You know what would be really cool I just thought about? Um, that, you know, everything that we're talking about, some people, you know, still might not know how. Like, what's the how? Like, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. How do I forecast? How do I uh, be proactive in kind of approaching 2021 and approaching the end of 2020? Um, I, I would encourage people to read about those companies that have survived major setbacks. Yeah. Or that have thrived you know in an economical downturn and that kind of stuff and there are a number of case studies out there um, Southwest is a good example you know from an airline perspective I was just trying to think of some others um, they have a, a number of case studies out there about what's how because a lot of people are like Southwest like you know you have to stand in the line you don't do assigned seating you know you know there's all these some people don't like Southwest but Southwest has been thriving for years and they have continued to be a leader in the marketplace when it comes to, uh, to, to travel. You know, the, the, the only limit, you know, to it is, it, of course it doesn't go everywhere. Yep. You know, they have, they have a specific set of cities that they travel to, um, that, that you'll be able to travel to. But anyway, the point is, if you don't know what it means to forecast and you don't know what it means to, to p- sort of plan ahead.
0: Or pivot, yeah. Or
1: pivot, read about it. There's, there's information out there for free. Read about what businesses have done, even if they're corporate structures. I promise you there's some tools and there's some tips and there's some techniques that you'll gather from that, from that reading that you can apply to your own life. It's it's essential.
0: It's very simple. Success leaves clues. History repeats itself. Yeah. Those two things are true. Yeah. They've always been true. Yeah. And looking at, even just looking at how I've how I've personally began to, you know, enhance my professional aptitudes and my intellect, you know, by going back to school and doing certain classes. The best schools make you read. They just—it's like you pay. Yeah. It's like you pay to get told what to read to become a, to become an expert in the they subject, do. and they then do. you talk about it. Yeah. You can self learn. You can read a little bit of history. Look at the two greatest recessions. Or depressions that our country has had, yeah. you know, in the last hundred years, and read about how policy was enacted to make us get over the hump. Yep. Read about companies that were failing and were able to rise. Read about companies that, <clears throat> you know, were established during that time, and then literally try and look to replicate those yeah.
1: things. Yeah. 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 Like,
0: it's that simple. It is that simple. It's that simple. So. We're at it for today. This episode was, mm,
1: this was fire. Good I mean, all year, kinds. It's good steps. end of the
0: year episode.
1: You know, I think we we've given the people a, a lot today. I the think playbook. we always do, but we I, have the playbook We is need here. to write
0: this playbook out. Yeah, we're we gonna do. All we're right. gonna commit to it. or We're what? on
1: it. That's my all phrase. Right. We're on it. <laughs> Boom. All right, we're out. out.